Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks halted a two-day slide as banks rebounded amid a drop in treasuries. This update brought to you by SS&C Globop, the world's top provider of hedge fund and private equity fund administration. SS&C Globop, smart people, superb technology. Crude tumbled 5%. West Texas Intermediate on rising supplies while the dollar was little changed. The tenure down 9.30 seconds at yield 2.18%. Gold down 6 tenths of 1%, down 8 tenths the ounce to 12.89. S&P up 3 to 24.33 a barrel, higher by 2 tenths of 1%. The Dow up 37, also a gain of 2 tenths of 1%, while NASDAQ up 22 points, up 4 tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. The second most read story on the Bloomberg in the past eight hours. I read it this morning, and it really caught my attention. J.P. Morgan's moonshot man wants to help Wall Street fire its traders. That'll catch your attention. Hugh Zahn is finance reporter at Bloomberg News. Here with more on the man really tasked with helping J.P. Morgan move forward in an increasingly technological age. It's also in Bloomberg Markets, right? It is. In the magazine. Out too. Um... Tell us about this individual. David Hudson? Yeah, who is he and what's he Interesting doing? Interesting guy. Looks uh, not anything like a, your typical trader. He's just, you know, sort of um, South African, uh, you know, very unsentimental about the market's businesses and the way that they are, have been done historically and the people who do these jobs. Uh, very much looking forward into and being very sensitive and attuned to what could disrupt J.P. Morgan. And if he sees it, he's going to do it. He's trying to do it first. So, so what kinds of things did he jump at? So the, the one thing he's working at, his first uh, moonshot, is uh, a business uh, that basically will allow a lot of their clients, asset managers, regional banks, to fire their traders. So J.P. Morgan's working right now. They're hiring like crazy, he says, to uh, hire their own co- coders, you know, buy real estate, uh, hire their own traders, to set up an execution platform that will allow their clients to just route their trades and get best X through J.P. Morgan without traders. We should be surprised if we take a look at what's happened to the major exchanges, right? Or you take a look Absolutely. at the New York Stock Exchange and there's just nobody on the floor. You don't need humans to execute these trades anymore. You don't. Uh, and in some cases, you do because they're complicated, bespoke trades and it's an illiquid. But right. in general, right now, there's an unbundling uh, in a lot of these services, which is a common theme, right? What, what, how, I'm just thinking about what does this entail for J.P. Morgan in terms of spending? Like you start off your story in a really fun way about how he had to go to Jamie Dimon, the head of J.P. Morgan, and make a pitch. What was yeah. that pitch? Give me 50 million extra. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have something like uh, somewhere in the 70 million for this. For this, if I really want to do the moonshots and be aggressive and be best in class and a bunch of things, I need more money. And um, and it only took a few minutes for them to sign off on that. And Jamie said, here it is. But now do, go do it. Yeah. He said, what, what, what's taking you so long? Right. So, um, oh, yeah, go. No, but what, I mean, what, it, what does it involve in kind of making the transition at a firm? Is it just a case of the technology's there and put it in place, or it's a little bit more complicated than that? A lot of it is going to your clients and saying, where are you hurting? Where are your pain points? What, what can we do to make our business stickier with you? What can we do to make you happier? What can we do to help you stay in business? Because if... 
if a lot of their asset management clients go out of business, a lot of the regional banks, which are under pressure around the world, go out of business, it's just, it's worse for the ecosystem. So Hudson, you know, he wants them to stay in business, and you know, and at the same time, he's working on these, you know, some of these moonshot ideas. One one of them he, he talked about bonds are us, right? Which is not something that uh, is bonds are us. Bond, it, uh, <laughs> which is not something. So you know, bonds are us, an automated platform for companies to issue debt. Right now, very human centric, very manual process. Takes a lot of time. It employs a lot of investment bankers, right? If you can create an automated platform to do that for like super liquid, like AT and T, Apple, right? You know, those guys where they're investment grade, nobody has any doubt about their their value. Right. You could do that and disintermediate a whole swath of Wall Street today. Um, tell us a little bit about Hudson's background, because you go into it in this story um, that kind of got him thinking about yeah. his future. So his origin story, uh, you know, he was a guy out of South Africa. Um, he says he's very entrepreneurial. You know, he, he went to London to try to fix the Y2K problem, said that, you know, it, it wasn't a problem when he got there. Um, and essentially, he was he ended up at a place called Atriax. Now, Atriax is a defunct FX electronics platform backed by all the biggest FX players in the world at the time, uh, Chase Manhattan, City, all these other guys. They were supposed to be the winners because they were backed by, like, the guys who had the most um, uh, market share. Feels like a sure thing, or did. Did. They were, but they blew through their, their money. They, they were they were immoderate with their money. They uh, weren't as hungry as, as uh, some of these smaller uh, startups, and they folded. And so that really opened up his eyes. He was one of the last people who were, uh, you know, in that building. He had to sell all their computers and the furniture on, like, the, in, on the Enron bankruptcy <laughs> Ooh, that's auction. A, that's a scarring one. Yeah, and he, that opened his eyes, and that's his origin story. Um, intriguing too that he sort of took that with him, but but went on to do uh, bigger and better things. Yeah, and so and now today you go to his London office in Canary Wharf. Uh, there's a sign in his office. It says it's the incumbent's job to find the innovation before the innovators find distribution. Um, and so what's kind of radical about that thought is that that tells you that the industry today is going to go as fast as its most nimble players. I mean, in the past, you know, if you were J.P. Morgan and you want to slow things, uh, slow innovation down. You know, things would slow down because you were the, you made the market, right? You um, also include in your story. I thought this was kind of fun, where you talk about how there's a question that um, Hudson asks his staff every Monday morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great so illustration of who he is. He's just like if you had a hundred million and some WeWork's office space and some coders, how would you take us down? Right. So that it illustrates the, the the mindset of this guy. It's interesting too, and I feel like. It sounds a little bit like J.P. Morgan, you know, with him, that they become almost a little incubator of some sorts, that they're going to yeah. throw money at some ideas. A lot of them won't pan out, yeah. but they'd rather make sure they're not behind the curve yeah. and hopefully stay ahead of the curve. Well, they're huge, and so it pays off to do that because they have a lot to protect, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, any one last thought on this guy? Just that, uh, you know, when, when banks say they're becoming tech companies, tech. this is what they mean. They are. Yeah, because yeah. they talk, they, these guys speak the language of Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And it is amazing, too, if you think about when you said about him staffing up, how many of the people working at these financial firms at these banks are tech people? Sure. Um, great story, Hugh. Thank you. Thank you. Hugh Son, he's finance reporter at Bloomberg News. Check out Bloomberg Markets Magazine. Bloomberg Magazine. He's raising his hand. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Check out this story. It'll make you smarter. Hugh Son, finance reporter at Bloomberg News. Joining us here at Bloomberg Headquarters. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, Corey Johnson.
We are Bloomberg Radio.